Hey, what's up everybody? Derry Harris here. Welcome back to another episode of Ladies in Defense. Thanks so much for tuning in. In this episode, we cover engagement do's and don'ts. Now, early on in my martial arts training, I began to study Kajikembo and Wing Chun Kung Fu. I quickly realized that fighting is a science and can easily require a lifetime to master the arts themselves, that is. Now, however, learning how to protect oneself, you know, that old thing, learning how to fight, that can be learned in a much shorter period of time. Yet, it too, that is learning to protect yourself, will still require practice and training for you to become, how should we say, air quotes, good enough. So, Let's cover our do's and don'ts. Number one, do be prepared for the consequences of protecting and defending yourself. Now, if you choose to resist verbally or physically, certain things may happen. Your attacker may threaten you and push you around. He may slap you. He may push you to the ground. He may just rip your clothes off. You might be scratched or cut. Yet none of these things really matter. They aren't life-threatening and won't compromise your survival. Once you've made the choice to fight, you should also be prepared for the possibility that the other person would be injured or even killed. You can't fight effectively without inflicting some actual pain and injury. And if you're in a situation where it's you or him, the choice seems obvious. Number two. Do be aware there are no guarantees you will never be a victim of a violent crime. Regardless of how much training you have, something, sometimes things are beyond your control. Do be aware there are no guarantees you will never be a victim of a violent crime. Regardless of how much training you have, sometimes things are beyond your control. Each and every one of us can be a victim. So the lesson is this. Live smart and avoid assault situations at all costs. Do. Number three, do think and fight offensively. Don't just react to an attacker's actions. Take the initiative. If you choose to fight, go after him with everything you've got. Number four, don't. Don't stop until you know you can get to safety without having to look over your shoulder. There's no such thing as thinking you can get to safety. You have to be sure. Once you decide to fight, don't stop until you finish the job. Number five, don't. Don't be pulled into a non-believer's agenda. There may be people in your life, especially men, who will be skeptical or feel uncomfortable with the idea that you really can defend yourself. They may try to persuade you that your techniques can't possibly work, even to the point of physically restraining you and challenging you. Don't rise to the bait. You don't have to prove anything to anyone. Last one, number six, don't. Don't be surprised if you, if you, if, if you fall for the bait, Don't be surprised if you can't get out of that hole. Unless you're willing to hurt that person, your, tech, your, your technique simply will not work. 
They only work when you're committed to your fight and prepared to inflict real pain. If, if it's your boyfriend or your brother grabbing you and screaming, get out of this, don't fall for it. Don't waste your time. If you're not truly willing to hurt him, how is it going to work? These are some basic rules of engagement that are essential components of self-defense. Follow them and you will have an edge over your aggressor. Number one, stay close. Yeah, I know. That's right. It may go against your very nature. It's probably the very last thing you want to do. But you must get close and stay close to your attacker once you make the choice to fight. Many self-defense courses encourage women to put as much distance as they can between themselves and their attacker. I strongly disagree with this advice. The only safe distance is that which allows you to run and get to safety. Anything less constitutes a, a, a definite liability. Now, there's a natural reaction. We allow our loved ones to get close to us because we know and trust them. If anyone else enters our personal space, however... It represents a violation of our physical boundary. There's a very good chance that your attacker will make it easy for you to stay close to him. When a woman is assaulted, her attacker is usually all over her from the very beginning. Now, see this as an opportunity. Now, this fool has made a major mistake. So make the most of it. When you're close to your attacker, you have two vital, you have two vital advantages. First, you're close to to the targets of attack. You can put a thumb in his eye, hit him in the testes, bite his forearm, and so, so forth. Now, when it comes to inflicting pain and damage, the closer you are, the better. For example, devastating attacks to the eye, which I'll discuss later, include grabbing the back of your uh, attacker's neck and pulling his head towards you. And you can only do that if you're close to him. Second, staying close provides you with a certain degree of protection. Think about the last time you watched a boxing match on television. At some point in the match, you probably saw one boxer, dare I say, hug the other before the referee stepped in to break it up. The hug, known as a clinch, is no display of affection. By becoming a part of his opponent, the boxer protects himself from punches and gains a few moments of what I call safe rest. Picture yourself grabbing your attacker's body, getting close, and burying your head against his chest. You understand why this makes it harder for him to punch you or slap you. Number two, grab and hold on. This helps you to stay close to your attacker just as importantly, it increases your stability and control. It makes it difficult for your attacker to shove or throw you to the ground. Grab onto your attacker's jacket, shirt, arm, waist, or anything else available, then cause pain. Number three, set your weight. Stability, balance, and control all come from being rooted to the ground when engaged in a physical confrontation. Holding on to your attacker, causing pain, and setting your weight should all happen simultaneously. Most men carry their weight in their upper body. Their chest, shoulders, arms, and back are just naturally more muscular than their legs. If this tends to give them more upper body strength than women, it also makes them top-heavy. Men are less stable on their feet and more vulnerable to shifts in balance. 
It's really true. The bigger they are, the harder and easier they fall. In contrast, women tend to carry their weight in the hip and the thigh area. While this may be the bane of, of many a woman who tries to diet, it gives you a decided advantage in a fight. Thanks to your physiology, you have more natural balance and stability than men do. Now, I'm sure no one's ever told you that. Now, when you grab onto your attacker, set your weight immediately. Set it down by placing your feet shoulder width apart and bending your knees outward ever so slightly. Then exhale. Think solid, strong, and rooted. Do this even if your assailant initiates his attack by grabbing your waist or arm. The expression, dead weight, comes from the fact that it's hard to move or carry a person who's gone limp and it's harder still to move even a petite woman if she's rooted to the ground. Setting weight is, set weight is hard to move. As with grabbing and holding on, setting your weight makes it more difficult for your attacker to lift you off your feet and shove you to the ground. Number four, breathe. You know, breathe. Now this, this may sound obvious, but it isn't. As I've said before, people often hyperventilate or forget to breathe when surprised or frightened. You need oxygen to fight effectively, and proper breathing, that means breathing deeply and evenly, will help you stay solid, strong, relaxed, and focused. It's an important component of fighting. When engaged in a physical confrontation, stay conscious of your breathing. Try to hear yourself exhale. Don't hold your breath. You gotta practice this one. Now, number five, the biggest one be patient. If you made the choice to fight, don't assume that you must take action right away. If you see an opportunity, by all means, go for it. But remember, there's no rush. You're in control. You have the means to defend yourself, and you can wait until you're ready. Now, this can lull an opponent into a false sense of security, and because your attack will take him by surprise, it would be that much more effective. That's all we're going to cover in this episode here, ladies. Now, remember that along with this episode, with each episode, we will have a small two or three minute explanation of a technique that will be released with each new episode. I'm not going to tell you what that is because you're going to have to go to the website in order to find it. You'll see it right there on the front page in the show notes with the podcast. It's been Derrick Harris. Thanks for dropping by and get to the websites, ladies. Peace.